to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. and welcome to Empower, the podcast that has one sole purpose, which is to inspire you to live your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a lawyer, girl power advocate, grown independent woman, of course. I'm obsessed with self-love and personal development. So now I'm also the host of this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I will do my best to make sure that you can take something meaningful from this podcast and apply it to your everyday life. But for now, I am about to become your personal hype woman because it is my purpose to empower and I hope to do the same for you. Kia I am so excited today. I have got my very first guest. Yay, yay, yay. yay. <laughs> I'm here with Esme, Esme Hunt. She is a good friend of mine and also just a boss bitch, a badass <laughs> woman. You. I am so excited to have her here. And lately I've really watched you come into your own mm. as a woman and I'm really happy for you and mm. I'm really proud of you as a friend, even though we've only been friends for like a couple of years mm. and we've seen each from other a from a distance, <laughs> truly. Like we, and just for all of you guys so that you can understand, we I met Esme when I went down and got my brows done and I had lived in Hawke's Bay for like a month, Mm. drove down to Ōtaki, not that I had any idea of where that was or how long that would take, (laughs) and we didn't even get to touch my brows for a few hours Mm. because we got so caught up. I blocked out the whole day. I know. I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing. Yes, and we got so caught up having this big conversation just about all sorts of everything. Did my brows and then I stayed after and we went mm. to was it the fair? The fair. I think it was like it was actually around um November twenty nineteen. Yes, because yeah. you were Hapu. Yeah. And we went to the fair and chilled and we did that. Offered to stay. I'm yes. Like, yes. Over. <laughs> yes, but I on the first day we met. Yeah, on the great. very first day that we mm. met. And I would have stayed. I don't know why I came back. I had a reason to come back. Mm. Um, it was one of those ones where it's like you hear of the friendships where you just meet mm. meet each other and it clicks mm. and it works. It was one of those moments. Mm. Absolutely. So some of you might know Esme through her social media, through her businesses, um, and it, even in real life, mm. you're someone that I really admire. Oh, stop. 
I know, but I do, I do. And, and it's important that, and this is just in general for anyone with the people that you care about, that you're telling the people that you care about how much you love them mm. all the time. That's really important. Our relationship is so full of compliments. Hey? It is I'm so. Like, I love how you do We're that. obsessed with each other <laughs> in a really healthy way. It's yeah. a really positive friendship that I'm very grateful to have. Mm. And more importantly, I I appreciate and Esme, her tenacity, her fearlessness, her openness. Mm. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll know how open she is. She's willing to make herself vulnerable. It's very relatable as well, mm. which is why I'm incredibly grateful mm. that she's here, that we're doing this episode together. So thank you. We've covered a little bit just in our, our introduction. <laughs> but if I were to ask you, tell me about who you are. Give it to me. Who is Esme Hunt? You know, I actually asked myself that question because I feel like I'm always... Oh, that, that feel, this feels so corny to say, but it fits. I'm always growing and changing and mm. finding who I am. Um, because for so long I believed stereotypes about what it is to be a Māori woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a petite little girl. Mm-hmm. I'm five foot ten. I'm built. And I f- would often feel like I had to be the aggressive or the staunch or the girl that would speak up at anything because that's what Māori women are stereotyped, the energy that they're stereotyped to hold. Mm. And while that is me, while that is my personality, I actually have been discovering a lot more of my femininity. Um, And my, I was raised by a single dad. I only have brothers. I don't have any sisters, biologically. True. (laughs) Um, So... Finding my femininity was really important um, mm. and it's shaping who I am. So who is Esme Hunt? The that the answer to that question would change so often. So, you know, I don't feel like I answered your question. <laughs> no, but you did. You did, right? I? Because what you're saying is that you are constantly growing and evolving and changing. And that's what I meant when I said you've really come into your own. And I've, mm. what, like, been, I've had the privilege of being able to see that, see you really grow even from where you were when we first met now Mm. you're talking about how it has impacted you and helped you going to therapy Mm. and that's going to change the way that you perceive yourself and the way that you understand your experiences in the past why they shape you to be the person that you are so I guess with one thing that I'm really curious about and you've touched on it obviously I don't have children myself and I don't plan on having children anytime soon, but you're a mama. Mm. And so I really want to know what you've found is the biggest challenge about becoming a mother, being a mother and how that has helped you sort of become the woman that you want to be, or at least put you on the path Mm to get to where you want to be, whether that means overcoming those challenges, whether it means still working through them. Mm. Motherhood is a trip, bro. Honestly, being a mum is easily the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. So it helped me become what I would consider my best self for right now. Mm. Um, Becoming a mum really uh, forced me to think for someone other than myself. I was very self-centered up until becoming a mum. Mm. I th- 
pretty much thought the world revolved around me. Yeah. But I felt, I guess, grief for me not being able to experience an independent life with the qualities that becoming a mum gave me. Mm. So I became a lot more driven. I clarified my dream path Mm. of what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. And I would have loved to be able to commit to that path without the added pressures of being a mum. Layla will be two next week and Bella is three and a half. So they're very close together and they're still very young. So because they're always changing, they're going through so many different phases. It's hard to make a commitment when you've got dependents who require you to be there for them. I think it's good because when they are, when they become more independent, I would have built the skills to be able to manage a lot because I've had the experience of being a mum and I kind of have an idea of what it takes to do different things at once. Mm. Um, Just to make it clear, (laughs) I bloody love my kids and I wouldn't change it. I I would do it over and over again Mm. if I had to because They've made me take a step back and really appreciate life for what it is. Mm. If it came down to it and I had to toss in my dreams for them, I would I would do it mm. because they are all that really matters to mm. me. As long as I've got my babies, I'm good. And it's beautiful, but it's fucking hard. <laughs> because now I, I, I'm constantly worried about them. Yeah. Yeah. Even though no matter how relaxed and how calm everything seems to be, there's always an essence of, I hope they're okay. Mm. I hope they will be okay. You know, and that's, it's just a mum thing. Yeah. <laughs> That'll never go. Yeah. Um, so I guess being a mum for you has really forced you to step outside of yourself mm. because as someone who doesn't have children, 110% I am inside myself all the time. Everything I do and everything that we do, you know, besides the dogs, which is the closest thing (laughs) that I will have to children for quite a long time, fair babies, (laughs) it is very easy for me to make decisions driven only by what I want and what Mm. I want to get out of it. It doesn't necessarily have to be taking anybody else into Mm. consideration. Where you're saying your girls now Uh, the center of all the decisions Mm. that you make and you're still that same woman that you were in fact you're better you're more driven Mm. you you feel more focused you feel like you're in more alignment with yourself totally but they're that added motivation Mm. that you have as well I love that I am driven and that when we set our babies up to watch tv it pains me but at least I'm doing it so that I can pack some candles mm. or I'm doing it so because I've got a client coming over so I can do her lashes Yes. so that when they do step away from the TV to go see what mum's doing, it's something productive. Mm. It's something, obviously they don't see it as that yet, yeah. but it's not like um, they're coming in to see what I'm doing and I'm just chilling in bed on my phone, which does happen by yes. the way. I'm yes. not demonizing that because yes. sometimes mama needs a break, yes. but um more often than not, it's because I'm actually um, doing something and I hope that that is, it sets the tone for them, mm. you know? Mm. And so they get to see their mama doing what she loves. Mm. Um, and I'm a better woman because of it. Mm. When I'm doing lashes and I connect with amazing women um, and we have yarns, I always come in from my studio feeling s- I'm so much more energetic. It's like uh, when you go for a run mm. or when you go to the gym mm. and you come back and you're just like... God, I love my house. Yes. Oh, how good is this glass of water? Yes. Oh, isn't, what what else am I going to do today? You know, Mm. you just look at things so much more optimistically. It's, Mm. that's the similar energy that I feel, um, after I 
make candles or yeah. after I come in from the studio. So, so my babies get to see that, mm. which is amazing, I think. And as someone myself who had a mum who started her business when I was three years old, throughout my childhood, I saw that mum was busy and mm. I saw that mum, she made sacrifices in terms of, um, you know, she wasn't at home with me mm. all the time. She was working. And I saw that, and I guess as a kid sometimes I was like, I don't get it. But now, definitely in the last probably 10 years since I've been a bit older, I've really understood and really appreciated it as well. It must have been hard, bro. Like, mm. it must be so challenging to try to manage being as present as you can for your children and mm. also trying to be the best businesswoman that you can. And I can say wholeheartedly, she is the biggest inspiration to me. I'm so proud of mm. her for everything that she achieved and the example that she set for me. So I've got no doubt that when the girls get to that age where they can look back and say, actually, wow, look what mum was doing. Mm. Look what mum was doing when we were babies. babies yeah. So that's a lot to be really proud of for yourself. And I think that being proud of how far I've come mm. is I find hard. I functioned so much of my life in a state of dissociation that it's just what I have to do. Mm. It's like this is just what is happening for me and it means that I'm not taking the time to, as you say, be proud of what it is that I am doing. Mm. And sometimes it takes a bit of reminding. And, mm. again, through therapy, I've – she's like – so I'll give you an example. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas that has just passed was the first Christmas I was actually able to um, spoil my kids. It's my eldest baby's fourth Christmas. And it was the first time that I was actually able to buy her things um, and still have money for food and all the things and mm. rent and all, all, everything. Mm. I was able to spoil my partner. And I was talking to my therapist and I was like, yeah, it's just cool, like, for whatever reason, we're able to buy our kids the presents that we want to buy them. And she goes, wait, hold on. What do you mean, for whatever reason? And I was like, oh, you know, like, just for whatever reason. It's, like, worked out this year a bit differently. She goes, no, why has it worked out? And I was like, well, because I'm in a better mental space, mm. I'm able to show up for my clients more. I'm able to take on more clients, and I'm following through. I'm showing up. I'm not rescheduling them because I feel like staying in bed and it means that I have been making more money she goes so you need to acknowledge that yeah it is not for whatever reason it mm. is because you're putting in the work mm. and you've been able to make more money so that you can buy presents the ones that you've always wanted to for your kids mm. and I was like huh yeah <laughs> that's actually kind of true I mm. guess so it's little things like that where you kind of check the narratives that you're telling yourself in your head about mm. what you believe to be true. Mm. And I guess I was gaslighting myself saying, oh, well, for whatever reason, this is what it is. It's like, no, the reason is, is that you're working harder. Mm. Your mental, you've been working on your mental health and you're able to show up. Mm. And I think, you know, whether it is the environment that we grew up in or the people that we were raised with or even just like our communities and society, mm we're not encouraged to celebrate ourselves. That's why a hundred percent, like it's all of that tall poppy stuff. And I think it's worse for women mm. because we constantly are 
being judged, if not by our peers, definitely by the media. We've got to look a certain type of way. We've mm. got to behave a certain type of way. We can't be puffing up our chests and talking mm-hmm. about how successful we are. And I hate that shit. Mm. <laughs> I hate that shit. I don't believe in that shit. I think We do if, not subscribe to that. We do not subscribe to that. <laughs> if, if we're successful and if we are... And success is not a generic type of this is what success looks like. Mm. Success is whatever it is to anyone individually, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean getting a degree. It doesn't mean starting a business. Success is waking up when your alarm went off. Exactly. Success exactly. is making your breakfast because usually you don't eat till 2 p.m. Exactly. But today you ate at 10 yes. and that was good. That, yes. was, that is success. Yeah. yeah. And we're allowed to celebrate that. Mm. But we've talked about, obviously, you as a mum. We've talked about you a little bit in your businesses as well. Mm. But I think... What tends to happen, and it happens to me as well with the things that I do, is that people look at you and that's all they see. Mm. They see, oh, you're a mum, oh, you're a businesswoman. Okay, that's it. Mm. But there's actually a whole other side <laughs> to you, mm. right? And and you've done so much inner work. So I guess what I really want to ask you is what are the kind of, if you look back on the last five years, mm and you think about where you were five years ago, and you think about where you are now, what are the main two or three things where you look at your life and think, wow, like I've really changed or I've really grown Mm. and I'm totally heading on the path that I want to be heading on now. Mm. What are those things for you? So I think, I mean, the common or normal or familiar things that we would from an outsider looking in would perceive as, oh, that would be such a transformative thing, would be things like becoming a mum mm. or graduating when I got my degree mm. or um, starting businesses. But I think for me what has truly shifted my space of how I work or my perspective of, of things is just that. Um, the how I The stories I would tell myself that I believed – And then having, I guess, maturing and those perspectives changing. For example, I have been a chronic people pleaser majority of my life. Um, And and when I say chronic, I mean putting myself absolutely last so that I could please other people around me. It Mm. was behaving out of character so that I would hopefully um, get girls to like me because I wanted friends, Mm. you know. Those the shifts have are now I am who I am and whether or not people accept that is not actually my business. Mm-hmm. Um I can't I can't actually do the admin for everyone to get people to like me. Also, people pleasing is quite manipulative because you're wanting to please them. So you're changing how you behave so that other people will accept you. But that's manipulative. Mm-hmm. Me trying to do things so that whoever can say, Oh, you did good. Me being like, yes, mm, cool, mm, I did that. Mm. That's not authentic. Me unlearning that behavior or even being gentle with myself and realizing that that is something that I did and that it isn't actually serving me or anyone else, that was a huge shift for me, um, especially when it came to other women or girls who I wanted to be friends with. It was like actually... I'm not allowed, I'm not being myself because I'm trying so hard to be their friend or for them to be mine. Yeah, so that was a huge shift because now I'm just like, fuck it. 
you know what I actually love my solitude anyway and I'm not going to compromise that um for surface level not authentic connections mm-hmm. um just for the sake of being able to say that I have friends mm-hmm. I'm actually so happy being in bed on my laptop watching YouTube videos Feel while that. my babies are asleep and Feel my partner's that. a social butterfly. He's always out with his mates. Yes. You go hard, babe. Same. <laughs> go, do you? Because yes. this was literally on New Year's. This was the first New Year's where I didn't have FOMO because I was able mm. to accept that I actually love, I'm a homebody. Mm. And if you were in town, I would have linked up with you that and it could have been us. a good time. <laughs> but I know who my connections are. I know who my girls are. Yeah. And... If, it's, if it ain't that, I don't want it. No. Um, and I'm so happy that I've come to that realisation because I feel like before I was just, as they say, giving my power away. Mm. I was letting other people dictate how I felt about myself based on whether or not they will accept me. Mm. And now I just don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> I'm just like, sis, look, I love you and that we either we on or we aren't. Mm. So... Mm. It's very empowering. That was one thing. Yeah. Um, another thing was that I genuinely believed that I was always going to be young. I had this. And I guess, honestly, I feel like it was a strong influence um, from patriarchy mm. and um, capitalism that, you know, young women are the most attractive or have the most going for them or have the most potential. We are still young. I'm only 26. Mm. But even then, they talk, you know, your prime is between 18 and 25. True. After that, you know, your aging wine yeah. type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, as I mentioned, my password was Esme Forever 17. Because I genuinely believed when I was 17 that I was always going to be the young, God dare I say it, hip, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> onto it, like, little ass. Cool girl. Yeah, the cool yeah. girl who was <laughs> had my finger on the pulse for everything. And yeah. And I wanted to be that. And I think that was part of what my long, long hair represented mm. was youthfulness and health because long hair is a sign of health. Mm. I wanted to embody that. And then a few months ago, I had a moment where I was like, I actually think I'm over being the young girl who could get away with being, you know, ignorant. I just got over it. Mm. I was like, you know what? This is the easy way. I actually want to earn my seat at the table as a woman, Mm. as a strong woman, as a woman who is mature, who has her shit together. And for me, that means being financially stable, being able to have discipline. Because, see, I would let myself get away with shit because I was like, oh, well, I'm just young. True. You know? Yeah. It's like, no. Sorry, sis. Mm. I'm not going to let that slide for myself because I'm actually doing myself a disservice. So um, I recently did the big chop. I cut all my hair off. And it looks amazing. I feel incredible. It was honestly, it was, first of all, it was a power move. Yes, 100%. Second of all, it was a huge shift in how I feel about myself. When I look at myself in the mirror now, I'm like, yes, bitch, you're here. This is your moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't believe that this is what, I needed, I, I think I mentioned it on my story last week, was I finally feel, I look like how I feel on the inside. Yeah. Um, so I had that shift in wanting to show up as a woman now, not as a little girl, so to speak. Mm. I felt like that on the inside, and now that's represented 
on the outside mm. and I just I the feeling is indescribable. She's grown now. She's grown. <laughs> she's here. She's ready to yeah. take on the world. And I can literally see that people are treated. I get looked at differently now. Yeah. I get treated differently. People speak to me with, and I've only had this here for about a week. Mm. And I have mm. already seen a direct correlation as to how people are treating me. It was the same, if I may say, as when I was um, breastfeeding, mm. my boobs were fucking huge. Mm. Mm. And I would I was treated differently then because my boobs were bigger. Mm. And then I was like, oh my God, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, oh my, I can't. Don't get me started. It's, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. People don't even look you in your eyes. No, but yeah, it's the world is a different experience mm. as a woman. When you've got big tits. Yes. That are sexualized. That are sexualized, so, exactly. Because in and of itself, big boobs are, they just are. Yeah. You, we place value on them mm. or not. Mm. And obviously we live in a patriarchal society. Exactly. That women with bigger tits are more of an object. Yeah. And I guess, and this is why I love that you're so intelligent and that you just own the spaces that you're in because I feel that big boobs are often associated with being dumb or bimbo. Totally. Right? And that's just not the case here. Totally. <laughs> not in this room. Right. It's, <laughs> so and it's amazing. It's almost like a, like a, okay, I know that. Like, I know that that's the association. Mm. So when I come across a man who clearly is objectifying me and mm. is looking at me without, hearing anything that I mm. say. Not seeing you as a person. No, not seeing me as a person, not seeing me for what I have going on up here. Mm. And then I, in the space of about two minutes, make it very clear that I am more intelligent than yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. That's the power move yeah. for me. Like, yeah. that is crack yeah. to me. I know, it's so fun. <laughs> it's fun to be like, I can see that they think that I'm this. Yes. So yeah. let me just ask a few questions or yeah. say a few sentences that is immediate. And you can see it on their face mm. when they're like, oh, okay, dumb. Yeah. She's not a dummy. <laughs> I'm out of my depth in this yeah. situation, so I'm going to walk yeah. away. Kia ora te whanau, just me again. I'm not going to lie, we got pretty carried away <laughs> with this episode, so I am cutting it into two. I thought this would be a good place to end it, but the second half will be available next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure you do something special for yourself today or tonight, whatever time it is for you, and you will hear from us next week.